0: A few days ago one of the staff members passed on to me a comment that somebody had made and they said you know all Father John ever talks about is relationship and I thought well this is where I can get in it you know Jesus didn't invent relationships but when he came to the earth he came to the earth to transform relationships And that's why he said, okay, I give you a new commandment. And that new commandment was the law of what? Love, it's a different kind of relationship. And then he went on to define even what that looks like, huh? And so when we look at God being love, then we look at how is that expressed? And today we celebrate the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. And the Trinity, most Catholics don't know anything more about the Trinity than Father, Son, Holy Ghost, whoever eats the fastest gets the most. Uh, But it really is much more comprehensive and it has a lot more meaning for our lives than that. And so when we look at what the Trinity is, it really is the perfect example of community. And we need that in our culture today because we're, we're fast losing this idea about what it means to belong. People are afraid to belong to something bigger than themselves because they think they have to give up their identity or something like that. And, and the, the theology of the unity of the Trinity really tells us something different about Father, Son, and Spirit. And so St. Patrick, as you heard in the introduction to Mass today, talked about three persons and one God. And so each of them stand on their own, but they are together one being. And so there is a unity that is something which you and I can only aspire to in this life, but we should aspire to it. But sometimes people don't do that because they think that that this unity means agreement. And as I've said before, the unity that Christ calls us to is not agreement. It's not about people coming together in one church because they all agree on everything. If you find that church, join it, and it it won't be perfect anymore because you'll be a part of it. um, Because that will never happen in this life. But as we try to wrap our brain around what the Trinity means, to me the very structure of the scriptures that we had this weekend is a great example of this. So if you really paid attention to the first reading, and I'm sure you did, from the book of Proverbs, what did it do? It described creation, God the Father. It described the world, and God the Father, God existed before the world even existed. God just is, God just was. And so we hear in this first reading uh, from Proverbs, from, from of old I was poured forth at first before the earth, when there was no depths, where there were no fountains or springs, before the mountains were settled into place. It's this idea about God the Father. Now, that is an intellectual thing that we can probably understand, but today's second reading from Paul to the Romans is where it comes home to us, because now we hear Jesus talking to us. And so he says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what does it mean to be justified by faith? Well, understand that justification is never something that you and I are going to accomplish. We cannot justify ourselves. God does the justification. What do we do? One very simple thing. All we have to do is be open. That's all. We just need to be open. And that is very difficult for us as human beings to do. On Friday, I was listening to KMCH uh, because we have a commercial on there right now, and I wanted to make sure that they were playing it five times a day because that's what we're paying for. And so, uh, but as I was listening to it, there was a country song that was playing, and to me it sums up exactly why we have a problem right now. And the name of the country song is Nobody's Gonna Tell Me What To Do. Tell that to him. That was a great song, actually. But I thought, oh my God, that is our problem. Nobody is going to tell us what to do. Well, the Trinity flies in the face of that. Because it's not just this Western rugged idealism that I'm in this all by my own, because we're not. If we believe that God is love, think about this for a minute. Love has to be expressed. So that doesn't mean you go in front of a mirror and you go, oh my God. Okay? Love has to be expressed. It has to go outward. It's altruistic. Okay? And so that's, for example, why we have good friends or that's why some people have the blessings of marriage. But it's even more than that. Love between two people is different than the relationship between three. I can tell you that because I'm the third wheel at a lot of things. Some of you who are widows may know what that's like. So you go out with somebody else. The relationship is different. You have to work a lot harder at that. Well, the bigger the relationships are, the more we have to work at it. The Trinity lets us know what that's like, and it even says that sometimes it's going to be pretty hard. Did you hear this in Romans where he says, not only that, but we boast of our afflictions. So when stuff goes south, we don't just complain and get crabby and nasty. No, we boast of our afflictions. Why? Affliction produces endurance. Endurance, proven character. Proven character, hope. And hope doesn't disappoint. That's why we as Christians, you know, it's not like... You know, you go to church and you throw a few bucks in the till and everything is fine for you but the people who don't do that have bad days. We all know that God reigns on the just and the unjust. So it's not like coming to church is your insurance policy that nothing bad's ever going to happen. So why bother coming? Why bother coming is because hope doesn't disappoint. We will not feel defeated. We will not be the end of the road. That's why it's necessary for us to come together. That's why we need each other for support. How many times have you and a family gone through a a tragedy or some really difficult time, and you say, oh, man, I could have never got by that without my friends. Well, who do you think sent them? That's part of the way that God expresses himself to us. And that brings us then to this great gospel that we have today from John. So last week's gospel, we heard Jesus say, I don't call you slaves anymore, I call you my friends. So this in the next chapter, 15th chapter, 16th chapter of John, he takes this a little bit further. And I love the opening line to today's gospel. Jesus lovingly looked at the disciples and he says, I have so much more to, bear, to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. We can't wrap our brain around the whole thing at once. Thank God we've got our whole life to learn. And as time goes on, we learn little by little by little, huh? And so he says, you can't, you, you, you really can't bear it all now, but hang with me. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all truth. He won't speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears. Do you, do you ever notice that whenever Jesus talks, he never talks just about himself. He always about the Father and the spirit. We are in this together. I'm in this, you and me, we're all in this together. That's how you and I are called to live our lives. That's what this little girl, Cadence Ann, is going to be baptized in in just a few moments. Because we're not in this by ourselves. We'd like to pretend that we can get through life by ourselves. But not only is it blasphemy, it just doesn't work. Christians are born into community. We are called to live in community. We have a responsibility for community. So that's why this idea about the Trinity, the community of unity, is how you and I are called to live. Folks, it's really easy to take your marbles and go someplace else. It's really easy when a relationship goes sour to shut it off and to run away. It's very easy to avoid and to withdraw. That's what the world says. But it's how we continue to try to patch up and keep those relationships together. I mean, and it happens in our families. It happened to me this morning. I'm driving from Volga here, and I get a text from one of my brothers. They're trying to get a uh, get-together for my mom's 90th. And I have a sibling who feels like he's never a part of things. Well, you know, folks, it happens in every family. And it's really easy to say, well, that's just the way he is. But we can't do that. We can't write people off. We can't shut the door. we got to keep trying. A woman said to me after Mass in El Cater last night, well, what happens if you just keep getting hurt? I said, yeah, it is really hard, but you never close the door. Christians don't give up, because Christ never gave up on us. He could have shut the door on you and me a long time ago. But this shows he's never finished. He died for that. That's why we can come together in our weak, stupid, mistake lives and say, okay, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to do this another week. So as we continue to pray today, we we think about God as the creative force in our life. God is the Father. We think of Jesus who came to be like us to show us how we could live. And then we think about that spirit that gives us what we don't have ourselves. That energy, that strength, that resolve to kind of keep plugging away. That's how God calls us to live in community. No such thing as a single Christian. Can't be. We're in this together. And that's why we have this baptism today, not after church in a dark corner with just mom and dad, the kid, and the sponsors. It's the community, and we say that we're gonna help you with that. So if you call me up in about six years and say, hey, this ain't going so well, we're here for you. Or whoever else is here will be here for you, okay? That's what it means to belong to the church.